Oh my goodness, it's get wood. I know, can you believe it? It's your favorite thing to do on a Tuesday. Hi, I'm Jess. Wood of get wood. Yes, come on in. I'd love it if you join me. The water is fine. It's warm and it's cozy or it's cool and it's delightful. Whatever fits your mood for the most comfort. That's why I came to see you. A little comfort on a Tuesday. A little bit of fun, a little bit of silliness, a little bit of stories, talking, characters, jokes. But before anything else, I know y'all want to start with me with a little song. Come on, let's say, bam, and you say, God damn, this is a dope jam. I'm broad, I'm broad, I'm broader than Broadway. Bring it on. Yes, I'm broad, I am broad, I am said broader than Broadway, and I am diddling, 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 diddling myself, and it feels so good. Your sauce will mix with ours. And you know what will make a good goulash, baby. Oh, yeah. What time is it? It's time for Get Wood with me, Jess Wood. Hello and welcome. Hello and welcome. Ah, so good to see you all. So good to see you all. How are you on this motherfucking Tuesday. Another Tuesday. Look, somebody posted a picture from last year. That's February 22nd of 2020 in the before times. And uh, I can't believe it was a fucking year ago. Have you have you seen a picture from a year ago yet? And thought to like, has your phone or your Facebook or any of that shit popped up? And they're like, a year ago, here, here you were. And you're like, a year? It's felt like three decades since last year. Are you fucking out of your mind? I feel like I, I've, I feel like I haven't done anything yet. I've done so much in this year. Does anyone else feel like that? Like for, in a lot of ways, I feel like, woof. I mean, socially, nothing. Uh, outside stuff, sure, a little bit. But other than that, ooh, isolation. Isolation. And they've done studies about uh, isolation, about guys and, and gals in jail that get fucking put away in solitary confinement. And for us, if you're, if you're single, uh, you're, you've been in solitary for about a year. I mean, don't compare it to jail, Jessica. In jail, you can't masturbate as many times as you want during the day, right? I mean, I mean, maybe you can. <laughs> How's that sock feeling? Is it stiff? It's a stiff sock now, isn't it, sir? Sir, is that a stiff sock under your mattress? Uh, or madam? <laughs> it's not like we're not doing it as well. We are. But it, there's a weird thing, right? It feels weird. We're coming up on a year. And when you come up on a year of anything, it just feels like when you're the first year at your job, right? And you go, oh my God, fucking, I lasted a year here. I, I'm pretty good. I feel pretty good about myself. I've, I've been here a year. I feel like I've, I've done a pretty good job. I've only been written up a, a few times. That was my first year at my last job. Yeah, I got written up a lot. Mm -hmm. Just like at school. It's weird. Has anyone 
uh, not matured enough and gone into the real world from school and still got treated like how you got treated at school. And I don't think it's them anymore. I'm pretty sure it's me. Yeah. You have to start looking at yourself and going, ah, I wonder what I keep doing to make this happen. I can't keep blaming everybody around me. It just, it can't be everybody's a dick but me. I mean, sometimes, yes. Sometimes, sure. Yes. Sometimes people suck. And you can say, God damn it, these people fucking suck. But a lot of times I am not doing the right thing either. So I'm like, God damn, I don't want to say I suck, but shit, Jessica, pay attention. <laughs> you know, are you a balloon guy? Okay, we're going to talk balloons. Now, thank you for saying so, Jordan Ferber. Hello, Beatnik Nook. Uh, I, uh, and happy, happy Tuesday, motherfuckers. Happy Tuesday. Don't call us motherfuckers. I just feel like that just gets us into the mood more. What mood, Jessica? You're going to talk about balloons. Why would you say motherfucker and balloons? Because I feel sometimes the spirit of Bernie Mac. Motherfucker! These motherfuckers. So, I woke up this morning and I, and I rushed to my window in the bedroom, and I don't really know why. I had just a feeling of needing to go look out the window. And what did I see when I looked into the sky but motherfucking hot air balloons? Yes, happy fucking Tuesday, Sonny. Happy Tuesday, my love. Um, hot air balloons in the sky. Four. Four fucking hot air balloons in the sky. And P.S. BT dubs for those of you, I would much rather say motherfucker and fucking than I would say basically. So basically I'm ready to fucking murder everyone and their moms because their moms didn't say anything to them. My mom as crazy as she was, as on drugs, as fucked up, as mentally you know, disturbed, she would fuck with me about my grammar. And she would say, I, I mean, I could curse, but if I said stuff like, oh, mom, and then she goes, oh, Jesse, wait, where is she going? She goes where? You don't fucking say. And then she would correct me by saying, you don't fucking say that. <laughs> and so now I think fucking is better than basically. Anyhow, let's get back to the hot air balloons. Uh, I looked up in the sky, four hot air balloons, and I thought to myself, all right, this is a sign. This is a sign not only, A, that I am in Oz, that I have arrived in Oz, because do you, who else has a fucking hot air balloon than the wizard who was a fake? That motherfucker. I mean, come on. Hey, don't pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. I mean, come on, you dick. He's doing these things. But he was from Kansas. What did he know? No offense to the Kansas people out there, but what the fuck, Kansas? You know, he just got in a hot air balloon one day and just took off and was like, well, we'll see what happens. And then when he gets in the hot air balloon in Oz, if you don't remember, you probably do. Motherfucking Toto ran away and Dorothy couldn't get in the balloon. And then the wizard takes off in the balloon and, and Dorothy's like, hold up, hold up. And he's all, I can't, I don't know how to work this thing. 
Yeah, you obviously you don't, you fucking wizard. What kind of man, just some white man, of course it's a white man that gets blown into fucking someplace called Oz and he's all, hey, what's up? Uh, I guess I control you now because I showed up in this balloon that you've never seen before and everyone's like, oh, he's great and powerful. He's got that big fucking balloon. We've never seen anything like it. So now I'm looking at four balloons out my window this morning and I'm thinking to myself, this is either a sign that things are coming back to good things or it's certainly the apocalypse. Like who are all these white men circling us in the hot air balloons? I'm just assuming that's who's in there because who would, I, I am so frightened of heights. I could not imagine being in a basket. You're in a goddamn basket. You're in a basket. You're it. Can I say it again? You're in a basket. And you're flying above the thing. So I, I thought, okay, I'm going to think positively and I'm going to think maybe there's some cool wizards hanging out around and they're flying about and things are getting back to normal. And, and who knew Wizard of Oz was a cautionary tale about uh, proper hot air balloon maintenance? Exactly. I mean, the Wizard of Oz has so many layers to it. You guys, if you just think that the Wizard of Oz is about some bitch who dreamt something, no, this is about uh, child abuse. It's about, uh, you know, child labor laws. I mean, they had this Dorothy out in the field, she was chicken chicks and with the workers and all kinds of, you know, she was a teenager. Get her, and she had no friends. She didn't have one fucking friend out there in Kansas, and except for the dog. And the dog was a fucking wreck because the dog kept, the dog attacked the old lady. The dog ran from the old. I mean, thank God the dog ran away from the old lady because she was about to put it down. You know what I'm saying? And but I mean, this drove Dorothy mad. She, I'll bite you myself. She says at one point to the lady, Jesus Christ. And and they don't want to talk to their teenager about maybe you know maybe some anger management. I mean, this Wizard of Oz movie is about way more than just some chick about uh, dreaming about living someplace else besides on this farm. Of course she doesn't want to live on this farm. It's like she's a, she's one of the laborers. And then she's surrounded by these men. Again, no friends her age. Where are her parents? Why is it just her aunt and her uncle? All the people that I know that were raised with their aunts and uncles, they didn't turn out so great. It's like that Chris Rock joke, you know, where he's like, if you call your mom Pam and your grandma mom, you're probably going to end up in jail. So Wizard of Oz, hot air balloons, watch out. Watch the fuck out. And yeah, I'm in a place called the Land of Enchantment. That's Oz. I've arrived in Oz. I saw the balloons today to prove it. Another balloon that I saw? Yeah, because I'm talking balloons today, motherfuckers. Because that, I'm scared of the hot air balloon. I don't want to be in a basket above the city. I just don't want to be in a basket. There's fire? There's fire in a balloon while you're sitting under the fire in a basket. That's okay. I'm good. Like, you know how people are like, I want to skydive before I die, and I want to take a hot air balloon before I got a bucket list. Nope. I just want to be able to eat well and uh, have a cute apartment <laughs> until I die, and good friends, and some fun, you know, doing my goddamn acting and, and comedy. Jeez, motherfuckers. So, yeah, I could while away the hours 
I could confirm confirming with the flowers or what is he doing? Is he talking to the flowers? Because that's not smart. Again, it's about mental illness, this movie. All right, we'll move on from the Oz. So I so there's a tent in the last week that's been across from me in uh, the park by where I live. So much so I can look out my window. Again, I can look out the window. This window brings me a lot of joy and a lot of confusion. And also, when I look out the window, I think, all right, it makes me think. It makes me think a deeper thoughts. A deeper thoughts. So I look out the other day. There's a tent. Blessings to this motherfucker because it's been eight below, zero degrees, 20 degrees, 10 degrees, 9 degrees. It's been really, really cold here. Like, shout out to Texas. You know, love to Texas. I hope everybody works it out. Your government sucks a dickhole. Uh, They're even worse than that. So I see this person. Well, I didn't see the person, but I saw their tent. And it had been set up and then broken down during the day and then set up in the night. Like in the nighttime, I'd go to pee or something and I'd look out the window and there was the tent. So at a certain point last week during the the tent's stay, uh, there was a balloon outside of the tent. A balloon. A heart-shaped Was it a Valentine's Day balloon? Was it a balloon that they had gotten from someone personally that said, you know what? I see you're a little down on your luck. Here's a balloon. You know, maybe that'll cheer your day up. Was it a balloon that they found and they thought to themselves, you know what? This balloon is going to cheer me up and I'm going to take it home and I'm going to hang it outside my tent and I'm going to have this balloon to look at when I get up in the morning and when I go to sleep at night. It's going to be the first thing I see and the last thing I see before I crawl into my tent to go to sleep. I mean, I had so many thoughts running through my head in regards to this balloon outside of this person's tent. The gratitude and the and the beauty that they must have and see that's what i got that's what came through to me and the first thought that i had after thinking wow man they fucking have a lot of gratitude and they see a lot of beauty in life that a lot of us are missing out on and i'm not saying go live in a tent but maybe maybe just maybe when you just have really not very much to look at or to have or to hold little things like a really pretty balloon outside of your tent makes you feel like your soul is full and i understand i mean i keep the caterwaul behind me i've got tchotchkes galore please with the tchotchkes i have tchotchkes up the yin yang that's what my aunt says jessica you got the tchotchkes for a lifetime like two lifetime your mother Gave you the tchotchke gene. You took it. You ran with it. And I go, I know. And my mom pretended like she wasn't a Jew and she had so many tchotchkes. Anyhow, the balloon. I just thought to myself, you know what, Jess? If these folks can have such a beautiful idea about life that you can practice shifting your thought process into a more positive and loving place for yourself, for yourself. Because a lot of the times we are so upset with ourselves. Hey, Goner. And we are so hard on ourselves. And so when I saw the balloon, the heart-shaped balloon outside of the tent in zero degrees, snowfall, I thought, This is, I'm getting a lesson right now that I have to be kinder to myself and find, find the beauty 
all around. There's beauty. I felt like it was the fucking American beauty. Remember that goddamn movie where the guy's filming the trash bag? I mean, yeah, you could make fun of me. Be like, what are you seeing? The trash bag floating around and be like, see, it's so beautiful. Everything's just so beautiful. But really, why not? Why not look at things with a little bit of a, of a more positive and excited eye? I mean, we could drive ourselves fucking crazy from being here for a year. I mean, I, I come on here with a smile and I greet you with love and I bring as much, you know, satisfactory content as I can. You know how I love to flash you my notes. But look, I do think about you all week and I think about what would be fun to talk about. And yet there are the moments that are very daunting. So please don't think that you can watch this and be like, oh my God, Jessica seems like she's, you know, has it together, feels so great, or this doesn't affect her. Trust me, we are all affected by this. We are coming up on a year of this shit. So just know that I'm also out there with you waking up certain days and thinking, God damn it, another fucking day. Like, what am I going to do? And then I do it. I get up. And I get myself together, whatever that means to you, you know, get in the shower, have a coffee, have a coffee, have a shit, then get in the shower, get online, do some positive, you know, maybe sit for a minute quietly. How about a little exercise? That always helps me. God knows if I didn't do that shit before this shit, I couldn't even do this shit. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, of course you take a shit and then you get on the shit and you get up and you and you do your shit, but then I show up for this shit and I'm like, ah, thank God I showed up for this shit. And yeah, I keep looking up at the numbers and I keep comparing myself in the back of my head. There's a lot of comparison going on. Oh, so-and-so did a live and they had this many people and such and such did a live and they did. So fuck you, compare and despair, bitch. That is all that that is. So I practice and I hope that you do as well. Join me in practicing this motherfucking thank you Jordan that's why you are the shit it's a practice motherfuckers it's a practice of self-love and allowing yourself to feel those feelings that are darker that are shittier that are sadder maybe you grew up in a house where you couldn't be mad a lot of us did a lot of us grew up in houses where you couldn't be sad, you couldn't be mad, you couldn't be frustrated, you couldn't ask for something that you wanted. Maybe I wanted a glass of water. No. You know what I mean? And so as we get older, we think, well, maybe I should be able to have this or ask for this or I deserve this. And the inside, the little baby's like, no. And so it's a it's a practice, Bubba's. It's a practice. Sonny, it's a practice, my love. 100% self-love. Yeah, it's a practice. And if you need to, sit down and watch a fucking movie. You know? Take a couple hours off. Have a little meditation. Get that brain... You know, it's not to rid yourself of thoughts. Everyone thinks meditation is about, like, getting rid of thoughts. It's not about ridding yourself of thoughts, babies. It's about getting okay with those thoughts that come through and go, Oh, hello, thoughts. And then let them go. Oh, hello, thoughts. Whether you want to think about it like it's... It's moving cars down the road, or if it's clouds overhead, or a screen door and the air going through. However you need to picture it or want to picture it. That's right. Tattooed Tony Robbins tells you the truth. Yes. 
So I did that. I thought some self-care would be for me to watch a movie this week. And I also love to talk to you about what's on television right now. Not real television, but you know, like Netflix, Hulu, fucking whatever. So uh, the Lucas Brothers, who we all, maybe we all don't know, but a lot of us in the comedy scene in New York had worked with and met and known, uh, they worked on a little movie uh, that came out this week or last week called Judas and the Black Messiah. And if anyone saw it, I, I hope you enjoyed it. I thought it was really enjoyable. I thought I thought it's, it's also interesting how movies come out that have the same kind of content a lot, which is weird. Like, there's always a couple movies that come out at the same time where you go, hey, did they know that they were making that movie when the other one was making that movie? Because Trial of Chicago 7 and Judas and the Black Messiah are both about Fred Hampton and the Black Panther Party. And I just can't imagine that Aaron Sorkin <laughs> had any idea when he was making The Trial of Chicago 7 that the Lucas Brothers were also helping make this other film. I'm probably giving them way too much of a big credit in the movie, but in making it, but... It was a fantastic movie. It was a little long. I feel like that was my only note. Not that anyone's asking me for notes, but it was it was a bit long. I don't know why the fuck we need over two hour movies anymore. You know, I, I don't understand it. It's like it's very uh, Scorsese or or uh, you know how Spike Lee did that with Malcolm X. Like this was very Malcolm X ish. It reminded me a lot. There are a lot of the shots, you know, overhead shot like a Crooklyn uh, situation, Spike Lee. And, uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. And, and I think the, the best parts for me were about learning about the history of the Black Panther Party and hearing it from, uh, the folks who were either, you know, uh, the, the, the creators of the, the children of, um, married to all that stuff. So I, I wrote down uh, a little something about it because I thought, God, the Black Panthers were so fucking excellent and really had, I, I mean, I know, yes, they were militant, but think of white supremacy, you guys. <laughs> think of that. I, I think that's a little scarier, don't you? Y yeah, probably. Um, so in Judas and the Black Messiah, they really introduced us, if you didn't know, to the... Uh, the real points that the Black Panthers were trying to make. And the, those points were, I think, uh, help the kids. They had a, a children's, they were feeding children. Um, they were building medical uh, clinics because they're, uh, because these black folks were not getting the same uh, help as the white people. Really, Jessica? Yeah, so that's American history that everybody kind of knows, right? Which is horrifying. So, um, Fred Hampton, an excellent, you know, I am a revolutionary and you know what? We are revolutionaries. If any of us are talking about what's been going on, look, this has been going on for hundreds of years. This is not anything new. I'm just saying that, that by them putting this movie out, it's so important for white people and other people who are non-black or even black people who don't know the history of it 
to learn what the fuck has been going on in this country, what the Jim Crow laws meant and what we've been doing in terms of like who we've hired for our police and uh, uh, our uh, law enforcement uh, agencies. So um, these folks are feeding the children. They, they want to build medical centers. Uh, and it's a group formed to protect black people from the KKK. This, I wrote this down. I don't fuck with me because I wrote some stuff down. Uh, <laughs> a group formed to protect black people from the KKK. But uh, the Black Panthers were dismantled by the government. As we know, the, the government killed Fred Hampton, uh, the leader. And, uh, and yet... Uh, sadly and disgustingly and obviously in the last uh, a few years we've really seen it the KKK and white supremacy still run disgustingly rampant in this country Ramp, rampant rampant you know what I failed uh, school but that's why I get I'm so happy you know why I failed school a lot you guys because my mom told me they weren't teaching me the real deal and she was right I mean, I didn't really care at the time because I was pretty fucked up, like in all through school, uh, you know, high, drunk, all that stuff. But she was uh, very adamant about reminding me, you know, I wasn't a lot of you know this. I wasn't allowed to do the Pledge of Allegiance when I was a little kid and I got in trouble on a daily basis because you have to say that shit daily. And it's such a bullshit deal. And my mom used to say it all the time. She's Jesse, really freedom and justice for all. Really? Why don't you ask your black and native friends about that? And I'd be like, whoa. And then, you know, and then I would have to I'd, I'd have a conversation with my friends and um, and hanging out with a lot of people who were uh, in the street when I was a little kid, whether they be runaway teens or uh, uh, just kids that weren't watched like myself. You know, we all discovered things about one another when we would go to each other's houses and, and nobody was scared to ask questions back then. You know, I feel like now you can't ask anybody questions like, Hey, how come that's like that? Or how come your house is like this? Or why do you have that on your shelf? Everybody's like, Oh my God, how dare you? I cancel you. I cancel all of you. <laughs> your culture, your culture is canceled. So, I think, oh, Noah, hi, boo-boo head. Um, so I think that it's fantastic that there are films like Judas and the Black Messiah, The Trial of Chicago 7, and other movies that help us understand the reality of American history and how fucked up white people uh, have been. Now, what I'd really like to see more of are tales of, true tales of the native experience, the indigenous folks of the U.S., and of the Asian American experience uh, of the folks who were in the fucking... We had camps here. Do you know that we had camps in California? And they, it was not that long ago. Uh, so I think that we need to really get that history up a little bit more. Maybe a couple movies more made about that. I can't even name any movies except for like cowboy movies. And you know what I mean? I, I, maybe I'm just ignorant and you can send me some movies if you have any that you could tell me about. I imagine they would be foreign because the Americans don't really want to make us look bad. You know, we're always like the fucking macho heroes and heroines everywhere, beating everybody's ass and taking down the terrorists. Like, really? Huh? I talked about the Cold War a couple weeks ago on this show, and 
you know, during the Cold War, Russia was really getting at us. And they had us. They had us. They were telling on us to the rest of the world, they are very racist. They have segregation where they don't love black people by with them. And they were right. And we were like, no, 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 here, here's an American jazz man to sing in your town of, you know, Egypt. We, hey, we like black people. So we've really been using, uh, we really do use <laughs> all the other cultures. I was asking my friend the other day, and if anyone has, please write to me at jessisratchet at, at gmail. Look, I had, I've had this email for a long time, so please don't yell at me about the stupid name that it is. Uh, Ratchet at gmail.com if you have any comments or things that you want me to talk about because or movies that I should watch or books that I could read about this experience because what I said to my friend recently a white friend of mine I said can you tell me what the white culture is like can you tell me what we brought and if you say white bread, I'll fucking kill everybody. <laughs> but really, it's a serious question. It's And it's not to, like, this is not a bash white people show. This is not like I hate all white people. Obviously, I'm a white lady. I'm coming to, you know, I just want to come to a place where I understand, you know, it's very hard to understand when you're on this side of the, the, the glass because I, We've, as, as, especially as a white chick, like we've always been uh, told, you know, well, if you want a comfy bed, don't say anything. You know, if you want to be with the rich dude, you know, so, so I, uh, I'm curious as to, uh, what you guys think the white culture brought. What did white, what is white culture? And this is not a trick question and this is not a setup for a joke. I I was having this conversation the other day with someone and I was really going down a lot of the stuff. And you say apple pie or something like that. That's not, I, I mean, you can say that, but that's not cultural, is it? Is apple pie. And we didn't invent baseball, so don't throw me that. So anyhow, let me know if you feel it. If you feel up to it, let me know. So thanks. Uh, before I go, I really want to talk about something fun. I want to talk a little pot with you guys, a little weed news, a little tokage jokage. Okay, you ready? In, okay, I wrote it down. In Michigan, they are offering a joint, so they're calling it pot for a shot. So they're offering you, if you come in and get vaccinated, they are offering you a pre-roll. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm coughing because I know how bad the pre-rolls are. <laughs> Anybody? Look, <laughs> if they can guarantee that it's an indica or a hybrid, at least, of this weed, then okay. Well, they say that the, the program is going really, really well. <laughs> They're saying it is actually going like lines out the door. 
So it, Michigan, and I can't believe Michigan has legalized it. Arizona has recreational. It's got to just, it's got to, it's got to bleed through the rest of this country. We, everybody needs a good tax break. Everybody needs jobs. This is like the best thing I can think of is just open up recreational stuff everywhere. Dispensaries have growers, trimmers, dispensary. I mean, I know what it takes to run a good, <laughs> trust me, I know this. You call me up and let me know if you need any help on that. <laughs> Pot for a shot. And then I started to think, you know, what if I was like a real um, conspiracy theorist and I and I thought, oh, fuck, man, they're fucking taking all the stoners and they're making sure to inject them with a fucking microchip so they could watch all of us do all of our fucking daily you know, routines. And I'm thinking to myself, nah, that's probably not right. Nobody wants to watch a stoner's daily routine. <laughs> it's not, not that interesting. Do you, do you hear me? Look at that little purple, pop, purple palace of, of punk. Um, anyway, so pot for a shot. If anybody wants to go to Michigan road trip. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the end of that. Listen, it was fun. Uh, fun again. Love seeing you. Always love seeing you. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. It's always a great half an hour on Tuesdays with you. And oh, this Friday, I'm real excited to tell you about uh, my guest, Mexican in Paradise. That's right. That's her handle on here. She is a uh, medium. So she has some skills, but she's also really, really a fucking smart ass, hilarious, uh, just generous and very, very, uh, what do you call it? You know, has a attitude. <laughs> she's a body broad like myself and I really, really enjoy her. So I cannot wait for you to get to enjoy her as well. That's this Friday, uh, the 26th of February. Good God, it's gone quick. And, um, that'll be five 30 Pacific and six 30 mountain time and eight 30 in the East. Uh, until then, if you enjoyed the show and you're feeling so generous and thinking, wow, I can't believe this is a free show. Jess is just out there just doing her thing, taking chances. You know what? I'd like to send her a couple bucks. So if you want, if you feel it, come on down to the Venmo app and uh, you'll find me at Jess-Wood-10. That's Jess-Wood-10. Uh, I also have a PayPal. PayPal is wood 382. Don't quote me on that. If you need the PayPal, hit me up. Also, if you want to get any kind of merchandise that says easily distracted on it, people are loving it. Selling out quick. I got t-shirts. I got tank tops. I got boy shorts. What do you like? What do you need? Hit me up. Okay. Until then, uh, until next time, until Friday, if you want to come back, we'll hang around together. I cannot wait to see you again. You look beautiful. Please tell yourself that in the mirror. Tell yourself how handsome you look, how hot you look, because you're the only one that's ever going to be there for you. I don't mean 
to be morbid, but we are alone here. Even if you got someone next to you, you're alone, bitch. So just give yourself that love. I love you. Know I'm going to be here again on Friday. I love our consistency. I can't wait to see you again. Remember, be nice to each other. Be nice to yourself and wear a mask, motherfucker. Let's get this over with. This shit has got to go. It's almost a year. A year. Oh, fuck. I'm here for you though, okay? See you on Friday. Love you so much and I mean it. I mean it.